Hey, I'm Sheena Shuey. I'm a registered social worker and host of the 4Q podcast. I'm passionate about normalizing, not pathologizing life, and that's not easy. So each episode, I have amazing guests on to share the messy, beautiful ups and downs of life in four key questions with tips and tricks along the way. There are moments in life where you can embrace your story and understand that it's okay not to feel okay sometimes. So let's get into it. This is the 4Q Podcast. Hello, beautiful listeners. I hope you're having a wonderful month and embracing our value of openness this month. So today we're going to be talking about how anxiety can lead to depression. Now, that's what we're going to be reflecting on today in our 4Q podcast. As you know, we do reflect, redefine, redesign and realign. So today, as I said, we're reflecting on ways that anxiety can lead to depression. So let's go to the redefine and define this a little bit. Anxiety has a really high comorbidity rate with depression. Now, basically all this means is that a lot of people who have anxiety will also have depression and vice versa. Like they they overlap quite a lot. So the rates are higher for someone who has depression to have anxiety as opposed to someone who has anxiety to have depression. So they do overlap quite a lot. And I'll explain to you how anxiety can lead to depression as well. So there's three ways that that can happen. One, anxiety can lead to depression because you start to withdraw from friends. Now, we're inherently tribal creatures and we're pack animals. You know, our brain is wired to socialize with other people. So not socializing or having friends to, you know, who encourage you and get you out and have fun can be really detrimental to your mood. So how this leads anxiety to depression is initially, if you start to have anxiety or social anxiety, perhaps what's happening inside of you is you're feeling like overly overwhelmed by socializing. So you withdraw and every time you stop going to see somebody, um, your brain gets confirmation of, I, I saw this as a threat and I kept myself safe by not seeing people. So your brain is learning that every time you avoid a social situation, that that's a good safety mechanism. And then over time, it gets harder and harder to socialize because you have to start undoing some of those brain paths that you've created with by avoiding something that you didn't want to do. So that starts off from an anxious place. Maybe you're overthinking what people are thinking of you or you're worried about this, you're worried about that. What if this happens? What if someone thinks that? What if I say this? It comes from an anxious place. But then it leads to depression where even if you're not having those thoughts, you just don't see anyone ever. You're too fatigued, you're too tired, you just stop seeing people. And so it, it just, it leads to you feeling not, you don't have a sense of belonging. You don't have your tribe. And when, what we see in a lot of um, experiments with animals is when we start to remove them from their tribe, they get depressed. So anxiety starts to remove you from your tribe. 
and then you start to become depressed. So that's one way that anxiety can lead to depression. Second way is that your thoughts start to consume you. <clears throat> so um, one of the things that overlaps with anxiety and depression is the overthinking. Now, it's different forms of overthinking when it comes to anxiety and depression. And an analogy that a lot of people have is that anxiety is worries about the future and being too future orientated what if this happens what if this happens what if this you know event happens what if you know there's just worries all the time depression is more past orientated like if only i had done this the regret the i wish i lived my life differently why didn't i make this decision you know it's reliving of things that you cannot actually change now you know and that's not helpful so how anxiety leads to depression in this way is again you start to have negative thought loops now what we call these, these negative thoughts can become deep neural pattern, patterns, like a really deep, um, like a rut, like a path in a forest that's very outlined that if you're driving through, it's very easy to get stuck in that rut. That's kind of how your brain works. It's like it'll go through the easiest path. And when you start to think about things a lot, it creates really deep paths in your brain. In your brain. And in depression, people get what are called neural loops. Now, a neural loop is getting stuck in a constant thought loop that can be really consuming and it kind of affects several parts of your brain. Like it starts in a logic place and then it goes to an emotional place and then it's like this cycle that you get stuck in. And again, it sort of starts off, anxiety might start it off and then over time, as those pathways and loops become more defined and deeper, that's when it becomes very hard to get out of it and it leads to depression. So that's the second way. The third way is that anxiety can lead to depression by depleting cortisol levels. Now, cortisol is a stress chemical that makes us, you know, get up and do things. It gives us drive. It's not a bad thing. Like we generally naturally need it. Otherwise, our body wouldn't naturally produce it. But what happens is when you're anxious and stressed, uh, in anxiety particularly though, it gets activated too high for too long. So basically what happens is, you've got this you've got this supply of cortisol you're running on it it's like exhausting you it's like an adrenaline kind of feeling like cortisol and adrenaline it can only be sustained at that point for so long and then it gets to a point where the supply and your brain cannot sustain it at that level anymore it's like it's like driving a car max speed all the time without servicing it. If you don't service that car, no doubt it's gonna break down soon. And that's what happens with your brain. So it's like you push, 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 push it, and then it can't sustain itself anymore and you crash. And that's what leads to depression is the low cortisol. So sometimes when we test people for cortisol levels, they show they have low cortisol levels in depression. So that can have a lead to crashing, like having those symptoms of depression that a lot of us know about, having no energy, lack of motivation. And, you know, those, those two things, those lack of motivation and lack of energy and just feeling fatigued all the time is a real indicator of depression. So 
I know that sounds pretty grim and pretty scary, but it doesn't have to reach that level. So that's the thing is that if you're in the early stages of like, I'm feeling anxious and I can feel that something's shifting in me, or maybe you're even feeling stress and the stress is now leading to anxiety. So stress is when something's actually happening, like, oh my gosh, I have this work deadline. And then the anxiety is the what if thought. So stress is, oh my gosh, I have this work deadline. Anxiety is the thought, if I don't meet this deadline, my boss won't like me. And if my boss doesn't like me, I won't have a job. And if I don't have a job, how am I supposed to take care of my family? You know, it's those very worrying thoughts. So if you're someone who's in that place where you're catching yourself having thoughts like this, that is the time to catch it before it can lead to something like cortisol depletion or that depression that we talked about, those two associations. So please don't leave it too long. Be proactive. You know, I always say we should all be proactive about our mental health. It's kind of like you don't wait until you're morbidly obese to start exercising. Like sometimes you might go, oh, hey, like I've gained a few kilos. I know I'm not feeling very healthy. I'm going to catch myself early and start exercising again in small intervals or whatever to get myself back on track. It's the same with your anxiety and stress. You got to be proactive about it before it leads to a more chronic problem that's harder to catch back. Now, if you want to connect, um, definitely connect with us. You can check out our website, savasanacollective.com. And a lot of you may have seen this year of 2021, for, if for those who were listening in 2021, we've got one-on-one coaching, a membership launching in March, the Wild Ocean Co. And we've also got our courses that can help with this. But regardless of that, if you're somewhere, reach out to a therapist, reach out to a counselor. I definitely recommend it if you're feeling any of these feelings or any of these thoughts. And please, if you have any more questions about this, send me a DM on Instagram. That's my main hangout on social media. Please connect. I'd love to see you and we will see you next episode. Have a wonderful week and we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. (laughs) Oh, <laughs>